0: Welcome to Betrayal Recovery Radio, the official podcast of APSATS, the Association of Partners of Sex Addict Trauma Specialists, hosted by Dr. Jake Porter. APSATS is a nonprofit organization providing professional training and compassionate support to partners affected by problematic sexual behavior and betrayal trauma. In each episode, Dr. Jake guides a conversation of enlightening insights and practical tools to empower those affected by sex addiction and betrayal trauma to use their voices and live their values. The mission of Betrayal Recovery Radio is to offer hope to those in need of healing and growth to those moving through grief. And now, here's your host, Dr. Jake Porter. Welcome to this week's episode of Betrayal Recovery Radio. I am Dr. Jake Porter, and boy, do I have a treat for you today. No stranger to this show at all is a familiar voice, Carol Jurgensen Sheets, better known as Carol the Coach. She has been treating individuals and couples for over 41 years. She is a certified sexual addictions therapist. She is a certified partner uh, clinical partner specialist with APSATS. Uh, She trains clinicians and coaches nationally and internationally. She does it all. She uh, hosts her own podcast called Sex Help with Carol the Coach, has a YouTube channel by that same name. She's written two two books, uh, one on sex addiction and one on partner betrayal, including Help Her Heal, which is an empathy workbook for sex addicts to help their partners heal and Unleashing Your Power, Moving Through the Trauma of Partner Betrayal. And her third book, which came out just this past year, Help Them Heal, teaching you both how to heal your relationship after sexual betrayal. And this particular book informs couples on the methodology behind her ERCOM model, the early recovery couples empathy model in which couples really heal together. Uh, Carol is a, fa- a fabulous member of the APSATS community, and, um, and she is about to be a keynote presenter at the Restoring Hearts conference, which is coming up in Bellevue, Washington on March 25th of this year, 2023. And listen, this conference has both an in-person and live stream option. So even if you're not in the Washington area, you may find it uh, uh, an option for you to watch online. You can learn more at restoringheartsconference.org. Carol's going to tease us uh, with her, her keynote subject matter, particularly post-traumatic growth after betrayal trauma, you're going to get a lot out of it. So if you'd like to learn more, hear more about that conference, go to restoringheartsconference.org. Before we jump into this conversation with Carol, I do want to just make sure that you're aware of a few other things that are going to be happening. Uh, Coming up, as well, at the end of this month, March 19th through 20th, is my third annual Choose Connection Summit, uh, which is a free online event for couples after the discovery of betrayal. And with your free ticket to the Choose Connection Summit, you'll get to hear over 30 speakers as each some as each session airs, and have continued free access to every single session for a full 24 hours after it airs. So if you're interested in that, you can go to chooseconnectionsummit.com and claim your free ticket. AppSats also has a number of amazing uh, events coming up. March 24th through the 26th, Jan Cottle, Janice Cottle and Dan Drake will be doing Restoring Truth, a disclosure guide training for professionals. So if you're a professional and you Um, want to sharpen your skills in preparing clients for and facilitating therapeutic disclosures, that will be an event you don't want to miss. Jessica Edens on April the 13th through the 14th will do a workshop called Betrayed Families, Support for Children and Families. people who are often overlooked in this process of healing after the discovery of betrayal. And then Dan Drake will be back on May 5th doing a workshop entitled Boundaries for the Sex Addict, How to Delicately Manage Safety for Both Partner and Addict. Lots of good stuff coming up. You can find out about all those APSATS events at AppSats.org. And of course, all of these links I've mentioned, because I know there have been a lot of them, will be in the show notes below. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy this conversation with Carol. We laugh. She teases me. She makes me blush. Uh, I learn a lot and I know you will too. So enjoy my conversation now with my friend, Carol the Coach. Carol, welcome back to Betrayal Recovery Radio. How are you?
1: I am doing very well. Thank you for having me. This is kind of an important conference that I'm keynoting, and I wanted to tell everybody about it because it's so affordable.
0: Oh, that's amazing. So, yes, the Restoring Hearts Conference. Um, Yeah, let's go ahead and let you just let our audience know a little bit about it.
1: Well, the truth is that I, I am going to be doing a five-day intensive with Heidi Kinsella out in Washington. And it just so happened, how, how unlikely is this, that she was doing a keynote and she mentioned that I was going to be visiting her to do this five-day couples intensive. And what do you know, um, Karen got really excited and she's read all the books and so I am going to be doing a keynote, and I'm I'm super jazzed about it. We've got probably about 160 women already signed up. Wow. I can't talk about price on the air, but if you go to Restoring Hearts, um, you will find all that information. It's all day. We've got incredible speakers, Jessica Edens and her husband. Oh, great. Awesome that yes. Doing that. And Jessica is our uh, Vice President of AppSats, which, of course, yes. this radio show is all about. AppSats. uh you're actually they're your sponsor, right,
0: Jake? That's right, absolutely. Wait, I mean, you started it, so <laughs> thank you for uh, getting this thing up and running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the the conference it's it's May 20. I'm sorry, March 25th, mm-hmm. and I understand it's both. It's got both an in person and a live stream option. That's so exactly you don't have wrong. to go to Washington state and who is it for? Who's the target audience here?
1: Yeah. The target audience is partners and okay. we're really talking about the fact that their story matters, but I, as the the morning keynote want to remind them that there's so much more than partners. They are women who have struggled with this who have learned a lot about themselves and who I no longer want to be defined by partner betrayal. So my yes. keynote is about talking about post-traumatic growth. You know, that's my thing. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, we know that partners don't always feel like they can get over that hurdle. And I write about it and help them heal. I write about it and unleashing your power. You don't have to get to that place. What you have to do is practice some of the principles of post-traumatic growth to actually feel empowered Mm -hmm. and to choose to no longer see yourself as just a partner. I mean, I want these women to have their own lives.
0: Yes, not be completely defined by what's happened to them.
1: Mm-hmm. and and
0: And we both know and and I know you talk about it, you teach about it you you write about it a lot. This mm-hmm. is a process this is this is not the day after discovery. this is not something the week after disclosure. so I'm wondering, could you kind of talk about um what comes before uh someone reaches this place of post traumatic growth, and what are the things along the way that helps them to get there?
1: well we both could teach the course on this because (laughs) we follow that Judith Herman uh, Mm -hmm. trauma model, which APSATS has so eloquently adopted and made it their own for partner betrayal. And that includes the three phases of partner betrayal, that's safety and stabilization. And then it is grief, mourning and loss. And then Mm -hmm. it's post-traumatic growth. And I always say that you typically don't have your both feet in one of those phases. What you do have is you may be very much working on feeling more and more stable in your relationship with your significant other and, or apart from your significant other. And at the same time, you Once you get out of that shock state, you say to yourself, oh, my gosh, um, I am really sad. My whole life has been shattered, and I've got to grieve this thing. And matter of fact, I'm angry. Mm-hmm. And so when a woman is willing to go through that APSATS model, the, those very important stages of partner betrayal, they can then move over to restoration and restoration means of the self, uh, perhaps restoration of the coupleship we hope, but that's not for everybody. And then restoration with a higher power. And you know, Prodigal International is the organization that is putting this conference on, very spiritual organization. And, And what we know is that whatever spiritual belief you had prior to discovery, it can sometimes get badly affected by a woman who says god why would you do this to me what have right. i done to betray you that you would allow this to happen in our marriage or in my family and we want them to renew that relationship spiritually so that they they have their higher power they have god on their side to lean into
0: while they're yes. in post-traumatic growth. Yeah, that's fantastic, that, wonderful, and and so and so we're we're already we're, we're talking about post-traumatic growth here. We're throwing it out there. Why don't we just take some time and unpack even what that what that means? Because I can imagine a listener right now who maybe is on the front end of, of this thing, who's really just experienced the trauma, right? And she's thinking post-traumatic stress disorder. I've heard of that, but what is it, post-traumatic growth? Mm-hmm. Come on. what? So can you talk a little bit about what it is? Well,
1: that is a great question. And the research shows that when people have been through trauma, Tedeschi and Calhoun, two researchers um, back in the 90s, they interviewed many, many people that had been through traumatic events. And then they had a large, large population of combat veterans who had seen villages blown up, who had blown up villages with kids, with families. Mm. They had seen their buddies uh, mutilated. And and they left with a lot of post-traumatic stress. But years later, as they got into counseling, as they got into support groups, as they visited the VA, whatever, That's Veterans Association. They realized that there were five criteria that they could actually see that was different within themselves that pointed to post-traumatic growth. Uh, They had a a deeper uh, relationship with their self, a greater appreciation for life. They didn't take the small things for granted. You know, one of the things I do as a coach is really take a situation and find the good in it. And when you do that, you're much more able to function, feeling empowered as opposed to victimized. And so um, they were much more aware of their strengths. I mean, they, Mm. they actually could acknowledge them And they really were able to say to themselves, how have I grown stronger? And the all important, what have I learned from this journey? Mm. And when you can do that, you're in post-traumatic growth. Now, you are so right. If somebody just experienced discovery or maybe a year ago. Sure. Experienced discovery. They may not even think post-traumatic growth is possible. And they may actually have a diagnosis of depression, anxiety, or post-traumatic stress. However, we know that old adage about what doesn't kill us can make us stronger. It is a choice. And that's what I'm going to be talking about at this conference. That, okay, it's absolutely okay to be devastated, to feel like you've been run over by a Mack truck five or six times. But at some point, when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you will be reminded of your, of your own spirit and your own sense of self and your own power of choice. And that's Absolutely. what we're talking about, the choice to get better, the choice yeah. to focus on yourself again. And so many times, partners are so devastated, they don't have the energy to find the the
0: choice. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been thinking about this a lot. I actually, I did a webinar recently uh, on this, this idea of choice after trauma, because one of the things we know trauma does is it does take away the perception of choice. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, and it does take away choice in some real ways as well. Like the choice about when you think about the trauma because the brain, you know, it's hijacked. You do a lot of teaching on that. We both do. And, and, that can feel so disempowering and betrayed partners that we both worked with. I know they can get into this place of believing they're stuck, believing Mm -hmm. there's nothing they can do. And yet here's what I've, I've been finding myself say a lot. And I'd I'd be curious to hear your take on this, Carol. If you're there and you feel like you don't have any choices, the truth is you, you do have choices. You just may not like them. Mm -hmm. Well, the way to get back to a place where you have choices you like It's to start with the choices you have, whether you like them or not. Mm -hmm. Right?
1: Okay. Now say that again one more time. Okay.
0: I know. I know. There's a lot there. So so I may feel stuck, Mm -hmm. but the truth is we all have choices, Mm -hmm. even if I don't like the choices I have. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if I'm in that place and I don't like any of my choices and I want to get back to a place where I do like my choices, it's going to require that I start with the choices I have. Start exercising choice where I am, even if I don't like all my choices, to move myself back to a place where I have more choices in front of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know, it, that took me back to that first stage of uh, safety and stabilization. And, you know, we tell partners, you can stay in that relationship for any reason you want, financially, That's right because you want your kids to, to have one home, um, because you're scared, because you don't want to split up your stuff, because you don't want the confrontation, whatever that is, you have the right to own that. And I think, Jake, what you're even saying is, so own the reason that you're staying and then decide what might you need to do to expand that choice.
0: Exactly. Uh,
1: You know, we talk at APSAS about how important it is if a woman feels financially like she cannot break away. Then we begin to talk with her about ways that she can stockpile a little money. You know, if a woman feels like she has to be um, there for her kids, then we encourage her to stretch out. Out of her comfort zone and make some new friends and try some new things. Yes. Uh, it, it's so important at some point, after maybe the first, oh, 12, 16, 24 months, that she begin to create a new life for herself, whether she's in the relationship or whether she's not. Yes. And, you and I both just taught a couple's um, program and we believe that once this has happened to a woman in most situations, not all, but she actually is in the driver's seat. She can start making some choices and saying, I'm not sleeping with you. Or, you know, I am choosing not to make your dinners, I'm gonna take care of the kids and when you can prove your faithfulness to me, your recovery to me, then I may allow I may allow us to spend more connection time. I mean she is in that driver's seat. Yeah. Again in most cases.
0: Most cases. I yeah, I agree. There are those those exceptions, but um, that's what I love about your message and even uh, the the title of one of your books, right? Mm-hmm. Unleashing your power that it's in there. Mm-hmm. but you've got to believe it's in there and you've got to tap into it and then and you've got to exercise it. and and I find that to be the case so often that, that betrayed partners have so much more power than they realize they mm-hmm. do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not about lording it over someone. It's not about punishment. That's not what we're talking about. We're Mm -hmm. not talking about being mean. We're talking about saying what's okay and what's not okay and getting clear on that and deciding for yourself, I'm going to do this and not do that. This feels safe for me and this doesn't. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, yes. And, you know, the name of this conference is you are seen, you are Mm. known, your story matters. And so Mm. this workshop is about empowering. Empowering women to create a story that's a part of the bigger story, but also separate from, I mean, right. it is so easy, easy to get engulfed in what has happened to you. And that's an important thing because you've got to feel feelings, but then you have to decide, what do I need? What do I need spiritually? What do I need emotionally? What do I need physically, intellectually? Did I say socially? and purposefully um, and then begin to make some of those things happen. If that just means that you listen to an inspirational podcast, not one about partner betrayal, sorry, Jake, we both have podcasts on partner
0: betrayal, (laughs) but
1: (laughs) they may need to move away from that.
0: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Yeah. To clear their head and also to begin to develop some, additional nuances to their life. And so this conference, my, my presentation is on getting back on their feet because mm. I'm all about empowerment. I want yes. this to be where they experience some post-traumatic growth so that they can say, I would never have asked for this. I didn't want it to happen. I don't want to be part of this club, but I'll tell you what, I do have a better sense of my strengths, my boundaries, my voice, and I know who I am and what I will settle for, what I will deal with, and what I can create in my
0: life. Yes. Yeah. You know, just about a month ago, I was speaking at a a conference for women who had been betrayed, and I actually asked the audience, there were probably uh, around 100 women there, and I asked them, if they were willing, you know how many of you, as a result of this terrible experience, have a stronger relationship to yourself and it was overwhelming it wasn't a hundred percent. there were some women who were very on in their journey. But it was overwhelming the number of women who raised their hands. And I think a part of this, and I learned this from you, Carol, I learned it from teaching IRCOM with you. Uh, and one of the um, slides that you had put together, a piece of research you had found on post-traumatic growth. And it was a, a quote you pulled from a study that talked about the difference between post-traumatic growth and resiliency. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Absolutely. I just thought that was fascinating that resiliency means returning to baseline, but post-traumatic growth moves that baseline for the individual. Could you speak to that, the difference there a little bit more?
1: Oh, I don't know. You did a great job. I, um, <laughs> you know, oftentimes that is also in stages. So we want right. our partners to recognize or our couples, you know, we're both couples people and if, if sure. they can stay together and work together on this, that- that's really our professional preference as long as she's safe. But we sure. talk about shame, resiliency first and foremost, and in addition to resiliency, because let's face it. Well, I got a confession. I used to say on my podcast, Sex Help with Carol Coach, I used to say it's the partner that carries the pain but it's the addict that carries the shame and then i got trained in appsats and i realized how ludicrous that was <laughs> that the partner and the addict both carry shame and pain and yes. so in resiliency we have to address that shame and mm. There's all sorts of core thoughts that a partner may have that are shame-based. I wasn't good enough. Something was wrong with me. I can never compare to any of that. And the same for him. He's thinking, I've ruined our lives. She's never going to recover. She's never going to feel safe. And the trouble with that, Jake, is when those people, the partner and the betrayer, When they get stuck in that, they can't move out of it. And so we help them with resiliency by reminding them of those things that are especially um, unique to each individual. And so oftentimes I'll talk about and do it in Unleashing Your Power. Come up with 50 personality adjectives that you like about yourself. Now, let's play that game for a second. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay.
1: We're gonna. Follow. Yeah.
0: Let's do it. Okay.
1: You're gonna come up with a personality adjective that speaks to you, and then I'm okay. gonna speak one of me. And okay, what'll happen to our, our listening audience? What's gonna happen is that our gremlin's gonna get us and say, "Oh, please be humble.
0: Come I on." I know it's already happening. I'm already. I'm already turning red, Carol. <laughs> I can see that, and so can your uh, listening Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> But the truth is, we gotta own those unique qualities yes.
1: about us, and and you know sometimes that means saying them first. Sometimes mm. that means reading them, and then at some point that "fake it till you make it" thing takes hold, and all of a sudden Absolutely. you think that I am tenacious. That'll be mine. I'm tenacious. Okay. Right?
0: <laughs> I am patient.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, yes, you are. Uh, I'm compassionate.
0: Uh, you are compassionate. I am creative. Oh, you are. <laughs> I
1: am
0: <laughs> sexual. Oh, looky there! Now she's really going to make me blush. <laughs> I see. I can't. I can't top that. See there, you go. I am competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Not dad, there you go. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, being that we're uh, we're Two people yes. of opposite <laughs> genders, but women don't want to talk about their sexuality.
0: Sure. So that's right.
1: another reason I brought that up. And
0: I'm so glad you did. It's good.
1: Yeah. yeah. Part of resiliency, and you know, Jake, there's nobody that has better um, support for women that want to renew their sexuality if they're divorced or renew their sexuality if they're with their husband than some of our AppSats coaches that, That's right. that have created courses, created manuals, and created groups for sexuality. Oh, That's yeah. something we just don't talk about very much. So, yes. okay, Jake, five more each one. Oh,
0: my goodness. Yes. Okay.
1: I think you ended right. with I'm competitive.
0: That's right. So, your turn.
1: And, well, before <laughs> I want our listening okay. audience to know. <laughs> Jake and I have about the same level of competitiveness, and we do, don't we? I mean, we do.
0: I think so. I think that's one of the reasons we get along well. Well, we do,
1: and that's why we need each other. We don't fear the uh-huh. other person to just one up us, but no, we love each other because yes. um, we think so much alike and we create alike. And I think ambition is a good thing. And I believe our partners get tugged on by God Mm. to look at things differently, to do things differently, to create things differently. I can't tell you how many partners have said to me, I really think I need to write a screenplay or I really think I need to write a memoir.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. That, I mean, that. So I was, I was having to think ahead. What would I, what would I say next? And one of the things that came up for me was passionate and, you know, I'm a passionate person and I can't tell you how many partners who I've worked with who have a passion birthed within them through this process. Sometimes it's directly related to working in this field, but sometimes it's not right. Sometimes it's something completely different, but it's their own growth journey that, that, that led them there to that passion. Yeah.
1: Right. And that passion and purpose is another one of those indicators of post traumatic growth.
0: Yes. You are yes.
1: incredibly passionate. And um, I will say, because I thought of this word for you, I'm incredibly loyal. I mean, you are. anybody that knows Jake Porter, and <laughs> <laughs> if you're ever on screen with him, he usually shows his baby. Um, no, it's MJ, right?
0: Mj, there she is.
1: Yes, that, and, I mean, her, and since her, you teased her, <laughs> she is amazing, and she and got another one on the way, right?
0: On the way. About we're about three weeks away from Lottie Joe making her debut. Yeah, that's oh right.
1: Goodness. Oh yes. Well, I know, yeah. and your wife is beautiful, and she wears pregnancy well.
0: She does. She really does. Yes. <laughs> and does. you are loyal. I, I don't want to skim past that. You are a very loyal person. Uh, Carol, that makes you trustworthy to me. So thank you.
1: (laughs) Okay. So those are the kinds of things we want the partners to think about at this conference. And I'm actually not only going to have them write 25 down, I'm going to have them face somebody they don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Say it out loud and own it. And it's okay Okay. if they can't. That's right. If they fake it. That's just fine. That's part of the exercise.
0: And I want to speak right now to the woman who heard that and said to herself, oh, I thought I was going to go, but now I'm not going. You especially need to go. The one who just thought that you're the one that needs to go and go through this exercise because it really is powerful. This speaks, Carol, I think to the power of relationship and being with people, you know, saying it to someone else, being a witness to others process and having them be a witness to ours. And uh, it sounds like you're going to incorporate some of that into your keynote, just some opportunity there for them to bear witness to each other, which is amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This this workshop is going to teach them about those three phases of partner betrayal and and how they deal with each phase. I just give them a bird's eye view, but I do talk about how do you grieve? How do you Mm. grieve what you thought you had? What yeah. you didn't have, what you're mm-hmm. afraid you'll never have. And then where do you go to get rid of the anger? Because we know when you grieve and you mourn and you're angry, you release it, you externalize it, you let some of it go. It doesn't all leave, but it makes it more manageable. You got to yes. be with safe people to do it, though. That's and right. And so we talk about how do you do that? And, and a lot of people that want to help partners don't get to this phase. And so hopefully these women can go back to their counselors, go back to their coaches and say, hey, would you do this with me? Can we write a letter to his addiction? Can we um, write all the reasons I'm angry? Can I practice of Vesuvius. And can I bring in my best friend and can I just let it rip in your office? (laughs) And really kind of teach therapists that don't know that much about this field because Jake, we know Mm -hmm. this is a specialized niche. And if you're not seeing a specialist, you're going to have to hand feed your therapist or your coach.
0: That's right. And especially around anger, because we we both know this, Carol, there are a lot of therapists out there who they don't want, they don't want to lead their clients in that anger work because of their own issues with anger, whether it's a fear of anger, you know, some anxiety around anger. But, but as you say, the truth is, anger is an important emotion. It's also, it's, it's a legitimate emotion. It's valid. It needs to have space. It just needs to be given a healthy and safe space. And that's what you're suggesting they do, which is absolutely right.
1: I'm so sorry for running over you. I would take it one step further.
0: Do you want to repeat yourself first? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't even remember what I was going to (laughs) say. Go for it.
1: Well, you were talking about how healthy it is to express it in a safe way. And I wanted to say that anger is actually of all the emotions the most motivating one. Mm. So when you feel anger it is telling you to do something different. Yes. And hopefully it'll coincide with the message of this conference and that doing something different is really taking better care of you. Yes. Whether we practice mindfulness or whether you practice good self-care It starts with recognizing where you feel those emotions in your body, linking it up to a specific feeling, identifying what are the mind stories that you tell yourself to keep you in a one-down position with yourself. Maybe he did that too, but I know a lot of partners that do that to themselves. They're into that comparison thing. Right. And then... Once they identify the mind story, they have to kind of sit in that distress and breathe through it. And when they open their eyes and they've taken those breaths and they realize where it is in their body, that next step is to do something that shows constructive compassion and self-care.
0: Absolutely.
1: that's what this that's what this conference is going to be all about it's about taking care of oneself and getting back on your feet and creating a new story from the old
0: mm. well it, it absolutely sounds amazing i'm i'm so i already feel a lot of uh gratitude for all the women who are going to get to hear from you and from a bunch of other amazing speakers Um uh, course, the, the link to this, this conference is in the show notes here. And Carol, before we go, I'm wondering uh, just for our listeners um, who are maybe they're thinking, okay, this is, this is resonating with me. This is where I want to go. This is what I want for myself. Could you give two or three like practical tips or steps that they could take to start moving toward that post-traumatic growth? What are just a couple of suggestions?
1: Well, I would say that anybody who's been trained in APSATS, they have been trained to work you through these three phases. So that's always a great place to go. If you don't have an APSATS counselor in your city, county, state, um, then use use our APSATS coaches because they have been specifically trained just in the same way as the clinicians have. Um, That would be my first recommendation. The second recommendation is, oh, you're just going to think this is horrible, Jake. (laughs) Get my book, Unleashing Your Power. Because it does walk you through those Mm -hmm. three phases of partner betrayal. And it gives specific exercises that you do by yourself with your best friend in your support group for partners, with your counselor, uh, I always would recommend that you have somebody there who can witness what you're doing because it's nice to get that feedback of how courageous you're being. However, you've got a variety of ways to do that.
0: Uh, Before before you go to your third, just as a testament to that, people can see, let me move my, my mic here. I don't keep very many books in my office but right over there is Uh unleashing your power. It's one of the few books that gets to sit in my office. So there you go, Carol, that's an endorsement. So that's a good one, folks. All right. Thank
1: you so much. And just happen to have it here. Unleashing. There
0: we go. (laughs) Yes.
1: Written by um, myself, kind of a funny story. My girlfriend and I, colleague, ran over 2000 groups and we wrote group work with women. And we put it into a a spiral-bound book, and we sold it at conferences. And then we decided to write Transformations, and that's a book for anybody. And um, as I was writing it, I thought, these are all the things I do with partners. So I said, Christine, let's write this book for partners. She said, I'm booked out right now, Carol. And I said, okay, (laughs) I'll write the book. Will you edit? She's a great editor. She said, yes, I will. And so that's how it came to be. And it definitely moves you through those three phases. So that's what I want to say about that. Um, Now, the third thing that you can do is to really spend time in reflection. Um, what we know is that the brain has been so compromised by the trauma that you may not be ready to do anything until you give your brain some rest. And that's why I say later on down the road, start putting other things in your brain to equalize it again to who you were before this happened. Now, you'll never be that person again. You'll never be that person. Mm. However, what I believe is that you will be stronger and you mm. will be a resource for somebody, some way, somehow. Jake said, you don't have to get back to impart partner betrayal. It may mean that you go to the school and read to the kids. It That's may right. mean that you volunteer at the Humane Society. It may mean that you spend more time with your grandkids. I mean, it's the little ways that God tugs on our heartstrings to remind us that we have a bigger purpose. And when women find their purpose, um, they are living out their legacy. And that is so important. So that's yes. what I would say, Jake.
0: That's wonderful. Well, Carol, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for all the ways you uh, serve our community and Uh, your clients and, and betrayed partners and uh, sex addicts, recovering sex addicts alike. So um, once again, everybody uh, check out the, uh, the conference, check out the links in the show notes here, Carol, it's always great to be with you, my friend. I appreciate you so much.
1: Well, thank you. And yeah, I want to see everybody out there, March 25th. If you can't come personally, please see us through, um, what would you say, virtually? Um,
0: there you go, virtually. Oh, yeah, Carol, and
1: um, I, I know I had a client that said, "You're going to be out there. I'd like a session face to face." And <laughs> the truth is, there will be no sessions because I am doing five days of that couples retreat for That's Holly right. and Stella, and we're working nine to nine, Jay.
0: <laughs> Ooh, that's a long day. Yeah, you'll be you'll be all taxed by then. <laughs> but
1: this well, is going to jazz me absolutely. And it will. Thank you for you know providing this service to partners and betrayers
0: um, alike. That's right. Yeah, thank you, Carol. All right, my friend, you have a good one, and I know I'll hear great things about this company. Thank you. You've been listening to Betrayal Recovery Radio, the official podcast of APSAP. If you've received help or hope from this episode, I encourage you to share it with someone you know. If you've not yet done so, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite listening platform. Thank you for joining us. I'm Dr. Jake Porter, and you can always email me directly at jake at appsats.org. I'd love to hear your ideas questions or comments about the show. Until next time, keep choosing to use your voice and live your values. It's good for you and for this world.